And now we should be able to turn our video back on. I don't know why Craig was giving us problems. Because Craig is cantankerous and something, yeah. <clears throat> All right. Here we go. All right. Well, gentlemen, are we ready to start this mess? Let's do it. Ready. Welcome to another episode of Geek Anthology. I am your host, Neil Cordray, and I'm joined this week by the one true Ben and Mike. And, uh, well, as evidenced by uh, last episode, we made it through 2020, uh, but we Barely. got, but uh, it got me thinking about all those uh, various, all those various things that were on our bingo card that, uh, that didn't happen and uh, how a lot of those came from movies. So thought we'd talk about predictions that media has gotten wrong yeah because we have to if we we have to kind of con, uh, confine ourselves to media because like every other week somebody's predicting the end of the world yeah why 2k my because 2k my in 2012 <laughs> right although everyone's saying now they were a little bit dysgraphic and it was actually 2021 uh, that's uh, we'll definitely that. the calendar that cried wolf um yeah right or at least the people that cry wolf about it. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, 2000, you know, Y2K, 2012. I mean, there are going to be some th- examples that we use here that are going to have some correct things mixed in, no doubt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, some th- and some of these things actually created the correct things. I mean, Star Trek, uh, you know, communicators, pads, uh, you know, shit like that. I mean, some of these things created those things. Helped yep. inspire them anyway. Exactly. Well, you know, it was part of it. it if we didn't see it, we wouldn't have come up with, you know, wouldn't have made it. Yeah. Um, you know, and I mean, and, you know, as we'd mentioned while we were prepping, um, you know, we could do a whole episode on what Jules Verne got right and wrong. Yep. Or for, or for that matter, also Philip K. Dick. God, uh, yeah. Philip K. Dick, <laughs> the most movied guy, uh, you know, the most movied writer, you know, there was a dude whose mind I don't think I would want it to have been in. Um, but it does bring, you know, Gene Roddenberry does have one of the ones that we uh, that we had uh, put in there that we that I had mentioned. Mm-hmm. We can but, yeah. we, we can get to some things that got right I think closer to the end of the episode. But first, right. so of course, as always, we got uh, signal boosts. What people got? Um. Well, I have uh, Resident Alien as what I've been watching lately. With Alan Tudyk, or due to inflation, I don't know Alan Tudyk. Uh, but uh, let's see, <laughs> since um, he's playing an extraterrestrial, he might be able to live up to his name in this one. Right <laughs> right. Some of the web only uh, could be a new uh, broadcaster in the in the wasteland. Hey, it's Three Dick broadcasting from the <laughs> Capital Wasteland. <laughs> oh, y'all cats and kitties. So um, well, that's more Carol Baskin, but uh... I know. Give me a minute, I'll get to it. <laughs> <laughs> you you know how you know how voices just emerge <laughs> so you know uh, indeed well the phrase the phrase more than the voice uh, right what i mean there yeah but uh so yeah let's well first of all i mean so resident alien yeah let's get back to let's get back to that a little bit huh right right so i i got that going on it's and... on the channel right huh it's, it's on, on the site channel right yeah, it's on Sci-Fi, and it is also uh, first couple of episodes are available to watch. I think officially for free on YouTube. 
That's why Anything I'm watching you can it. Watch legally for free on YouTube. I like. like... Yep. Well, I have um, show I've been watching, which um, Lacey um, kind of got me onto uh, Criminal Minds, which has been on since like 2005, apparently. It's still going. Yeah, it's apparently still a thing. Uh, I wow. did not realize that, but they they added most of the seasons to Netflix. They have like the first like 12 seasons on Netflix. Uh, so I've been watching that, and that's really a really good show. And of course, you know the the first couple seasons it has Mandy Patinkin on it, uh, Nico Montoya himself is pretty great in it. Um, but yeah, really good show. Um, it's uh, the way I would like the elevator pitch I would give for it is a procedural for people who don't like procedurals because <laughs> like it's an FBI team that called BAU the behavioral analysis unit and it's mainly focused on profiling and stuff and it's not as much like dry like okay this is a CSI show and we're hunched around the crime scene and da, 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 da. like it's a little more uh, loosey-goosey with the way the structure goes mm-hmm. and the crimes are because you know first of all it's fbi so jurisdiction everywhere not just a city and they have like a private jet that the team can use to go you know where they need to be and they have a lot of different you know like a wider spectrum of people that are um you know like different areas of expertise and stuff um so you have different like uh profiling skills and then the the um basically a um hacker who was uh you know recruited uh to be their um, their person in a chair, their obligatory person in the chair, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it's pretty uh, pretty damn good show. It's uh, like I said, first twelve seasons are on Netflix, so it's worth checking out. Um, a lot of good, um, a lot of good performances, and um, just some just interesting like random people from shows you may uh, may have watched, or, and there'll be like guest stars that just kind of show up. Which, by the way, it's not much of a spoiler because it happens all the time. But oftentimes, the 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 guest star that you would recognize is the killer or you know Criminal. subject. Yeah, in general, uh, there's an episode with Tim Curry. There's an episode with Jason Alexander. There's an episode with Mark Hamill. Like, they're just <laughs> names are just flying all over the place because the show has run such a long time. Mm-hmm. Right. So it didn't oh. start that way necessarily, but over time, you know, as it got bigger and stuff, more people started doing guest spots on it. Right. So I have an additional signal boost um, when you're done, Mike. Oh, that's pretty much it. Go for it. All right. So uh, Randy's been off this, uh, which means, of course, she's spending a lot of time at home. So my girl loves her murder mystery. And the series that I have loved, enjoyed the most is the Frankie Drake murders or the Frankie Drake mysteries. Frankie Drake is a uh, is a female P.I., in toronto in the 20 um and it's established it also takes place in the same universe that the murdoch mysteries uh take place in which is kind of a modern day you know uh, almost semi-realistic steampunk so all right uh so i got a i got one that i'm uh that that it's one of the few signal boosts i can think of that actually costs money I try to keep things as free as possible, but this is something that that is worth checking out. Um, they have done the the people over at Warner have done a remaster and uh, and re-release of Babylon Five. Um, it is not free. Uh, it's stream it's streaming on Amazon Prime, and I believe it's thirty dollars a season. There are five seasons, so it's about one hundred and fifty bucks. But if this if like the resol if the resolution of the screen is something that's been stopping you from checking out Babylon 5 this might be worth it. Yeah, um, the fact that it looks like it was done in the 80s. Yeah. Now, I I will say I haven't actually watched any of the remaster because I got my old DVDs and they work fine. 
So, um, but uh, at the same time, um, if like like the, the barrier for entry is now just economic. Um, so if that's something that was stopping you, maybe uh, you know if if the video quality was what was stopping you, maybe that's it's no longer something that would be going to stop you. Uh, another thing that I can, that, that I'll mention because, uh, sure, let's not, let's go ahead and mention uh, other uh, mysteries. Uh, if you haven't watched it yet, Knives Out is fantastic. And it's also streaming on Amazon Prime. Fantastic was, movie. Yeah, just absolutely excellent. Knives Out was a, one of the standout movies that I watched last year, or not last year, two years ago. It feels feels like last year, but two thousand, but 2020 feels like some, th- some sort of year that only kind of happened. Um, right. So Knives Out is that movie where Captain America and James Bond face off. This is actually a somewhat accurate uh, description. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Although Jamie Lee Curtis turns in a spectacular performance. Neil, okay. Yeah. It got quiet over there. Sorry, I got distracted by Babylon 5 remaster. <laughs> um, I think it's also streaming on HBO Max. <gasps> I actually, have that. I was thinking about it. Um, yeah, it's also on HBO Max. So if you have HBO I Max, have that. boom, I don't. So, hmm. um, And according to Warner Brothers, Babylon 5 remastered has been scanned from the original camera negative. Uh, the film sequences were scanned in 4K and then finished or downscaled back down to HD. Um, with a dirt and scratch cleanup as well as color correction. The CGI and composite sequences uh, have been digitally upscaled to HD with only some minor tweaks where absolutely necessary. Um, unfortunately, still say, stays in four point, in, in, four, uh, in, in the 4-3 aspect ratio because um, it wasn't... Um, or actually, sorry, give me a second here. Um, it was it maintains a four three aspect ratio, although it was even though it was filmed for widescreen and uh, and released widescreen. So you don't quite get the whole widescreen experience. But at the same time, um, oh, there is a comparison video here too. Give me just a second to look at it, so I can tell you whether I I'm getting HBO Max. Um, <laughs> on the edge of my seat here. He's uh. Streaming services are beginning to pile up. Yeah, this is true. It's going to be the point where uh, it's like, you know, <laughs> well, de facto cable. Which then yeah, it's the true. Um, yeah, this is, that. that's that's fantastic. So I can, I'm now looking at it and like, even though I've got copies of it, I might still want to see about looking at the, at that, at picking up the remaster somehow. Like they do a Blu-ray release. I'm buying that in a heartbeat. I could watch all six minutes of this, but I'm not gonna because that that would be very boring content. Even though we'd probably cut out a lot of the silence. Um, but yeah, if there's a Blu-ray release of it, I will be buying it because holy crap, that is very good. And yes, it's apparently on HBO Max. So if you have HBO Max, go go crazy, y'all peoples. Um, so brain stopped. <laughs> well, I think we we can go into uh, I think we can go into our content at this. point. Okay, yeah, let's let's spoiler do that. and move on. Spoiler to the of the the spoiler of the whenever. Um, I, I'm I'm a little bit torn between two, so we'll give you two. We'll start with um in the not too distant future, next Sunday, AD. Hmm. Or we could go with the more classic. Big Brother is watching. Only Ooh, one nice. of these is required reading. <laughs> yep, it's a shame, but nobody cares about George Orwell. But Joel Hodgson's exploits are important. Uh, <laughs> It'd be interesting to see what the uh, book sales are like, given the last few years. 1984. Um, yeah, uh, it 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 sold quite well in the last in the last few years. Yeah. Even though, so, 
actually the last four years weren't particularly Orwellian. They were just interesting. Right. Like, say what you will about former President Trump, but he did not, at least from most perspectives, increase the surveillance state, at least that we are aware of. Well, there's a lot more that happened in the last four years than just, you know, a presidency and things at the federal level of government. I would argue a lot of the Orwellian stuff comes from private entities and big tech and all that, you know. Yeah, but that's These not what we're really. <clears throat> well, uh, it's not new, but it is uh it's getting exponentially more, you know, it's more pervasive all the all that kind of stuff that's going on. So the next Sunday AD thing, was that from the original MST3K show? Yes. Yep. Okay, um, that was always a thing. The episodes with Joel specifically were set in the not too distant future next Sunday AD. Um then in the uh, seasons with Mike, it, it became in the not too too distant future, way down in Deep Thirteen. Um, then, when comedy dropped MST3K, and then sci-fi picked it up, it became in the not too distant future, somewhere in time and space. And then, when Netflix picked it back up, it, they went back to next Sunday AD. Yep. Because I'm that much of a More freakish super know. fan, super fan of an of a Misty. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I watched the uh, I watched the the Netflix content recently, mm -hmm. so I was curious because uh, I don't really like remember much of the classic stuff aside from the movie that they released. Yeah, uh, otherwise it was just kind of uh, bits and pieces here and there. Um, I'm trying I to remember. Super into it. I got to double check the bring back MST3 Wolf season eleven. Which season, which episode? I think it was the Wizards of the Lost Kingdom. It's either so... Wizards of the Lost Kingdom one or two. <clears throat> I will double check. So shall we start with the obvious stuff? Yeah, um, yeah but um, sorry, j just a just a, a brief aside. In the credits, in the credits to Experiment uh, Eleven Ten with the Lost Kingdom, uh, my name's in the credits from backing the uh, the uh, the the re-release um, of MSC Three K as Neil the Hair Cordray. <laughs> so um, one of the yeah, so we we have a lot of a lot of things that accurately or, or inaccurately predicted the future yeah um might as well go ahead and start with the thing that that got that actually got me thinking about it okay. um the arnold schwarzenegger movie the running man set in the far <laughs> off distant future of 2019 um <laughs> which was pretty far off when it was made this is true <laughs> right wasn't um oh the one it, was there in. was an economic collapse and totalitarian uh, takeover in 2017. That was what I was thinking of in terms of in terms of 2019 versus 2017. Um, oh yeah, that was like referenced at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, in 2017, um, worldwide economic collapse occurred. Um, all um, all uh, resources are now incredibly scarce, um, and. Uh, and now, and now, jump forward two more years to 2019, and uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Ben Richards, um, doesn't kill people during a during a food riot. So I think it's, I, I, we could practically do an episode on 80s movies set in a in a gritty, not too distant future, right? Which I mean, where everything's gone to shit. Although I was surprised to find out that many of them don't actually have an official year. Um, it's just sort of the not too distant future, like thinking, thinking like um, RoboCop. Yeah, RoboCop isn't isn't set in a specific year, but you know that they were only thinking that you know they were thinking this was probably going to happen in the next twenty thirty years, which puts us puts it smack in the middle of the twenty tens because 
holy crap, everybody, the 80s was 40 years ago. Shush, you. <laughs> <laughs> Obligatory Benny's old joke. <laughs> What's really funny is that even the, the reboot for it came out seven years ago. Mm, right. <laughs> it's like a milestone of its own. <clears throat> but yeah, you see a lot of the, you know, a lot of the, like, um, garden variety tropes, like, Things are run by greedy mega corporations. Nuclear yeah. war has ravaged the world because it was all about the the uh, cultural zeitgeist of the eighties. Or you know. right. well, I mean, the eighties was, was the eighties was a uh, was was an interesting uh, time historically speaking um, because you know technology was booming, but also um, the bombs were going to drop any day and everybody was going to die. Yeah. So- now, bear in mind, this is also still in the middle of the Cold War, something I don't think either of you were alive for. Well, that would be the... That was the bomb for going to drop and everybody from the die. Right, thing right. Well, the thing, is, the thing is, is that there was there was more to the bombs. I mean, you had saw the Berlin Wall. You still had, you know, it was, there, it was the Red Scare, mm-hmm. um, you know, because like Red Dawn, you know. Yeah. Uh, so there was there was also that, that clear enemy, um, you know, because the Soviet Union was the big evil. Yep. Well, if one isn't afraid of the prospect of imminent global nuclear war, I don't know what you should be afraid of. It's true. The, yeah. I feel like the term Red Scare is a little bit, you know, uncharitable to the people also, living through it. Also, the Red Scare was really more like... Also, wasn't that more specifically wasn't like... It? Wasn't yeah, that more um, McCarthyism? And... Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was, it was... But it was still... There was still that whole... And it was... You know, we talk about, you know, the bombs are going to drop, but... You know, watch when you watch the news and things like that in that time frame. It, yeah, <laughs> it, it does. McCarthy was 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 forty seven to fifty seven. So I'm right. even I'm yeah. I'm even farther ahead of myself than I need to be. Yeah, but it was definitely a a different time. Yeah, um, I mean, but you also had a lot of you also had a lot of like the economy was really interesting in the eighties too. Uh-huh. Um, there had been a big there there had been a pretty big recession in this in the late seventies, as I recall. Uh-huh. Um, so. The economy was weird. Um, there was all this new technology. Um, yeah. It was a very interesting time to speculate about the future because your, right. your opinions of the future are always going to be colored by your present. And the present was kind of bleak. Um, right. <clears throat> and also you had this whole issue where like the American government wasn't very well trusted because, you know, Nixon and Carter, like this whole thing. <laughs> right. Well, speaking of uh, speaking of wrong predictions, I mean, everyone's mm-hmm. like, oh, "OMG, peak oil! Ah, uh, oh, we're gonna run out of oil, and this and that." And like, peak oil isn't isn't really a prediction of of like peak oil will eventually happen because eventually we will actually get to the point where we cannot increase production any further. Like that's a, that's 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 more of an economic thing. The only real question is when it's gonna happen. Right. Well, and, and people were making very specific predictions and getting it wrong. That's true. And, yeah, screen, yeah. and a lot of people uh, paid the price. I mean, you could say eventually that the sun's going to burn out the earth, and that's true, but it's not going to happen for billions of years. Right. Well, and so, you know, to get back to the 80s, we're also seeing the other things like that we're seeing a lot. The 80s. Um, we had, you know, also a lot of things like technology was just starting to catch up to to create the, the foundation of what we're seeing today. Yeah. Computers, you know computers were you could have a computer at home yeah technology yeah. was new and exciting in the 80s right mm-hmm. and that le- that lent itself to a lot of the whole like things where you have like robots and sentient robots and androids and ai mm-hmm. and all this kind of stuff like that was becoming like a common theme you know yep. you had like short circuit and robocop and all these various things right 
and then you also had an 80s sensibility about the end of the world um because if you you know notice a lot of the films from that era you know everybody had the big hair and the outlandish costumes um you know and well i mean Mad Max was uh, was released in the eighties, wasn't it? I think Mad Max was in the late seventies. Uh, let me. Check. It was on the. It was on the cusp. Seventy nine. Yeah, it was seventy nine. And then the sequels and were. Then the Road Warrior was eighty one, and Thunderdome was eighty five. Right. And then Fury Road was nineteen. Was twenty fifteen, and man, that was a good movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that was good stuff. <laughs> but yeah, and it's just one of those things of. Um, it's actually set between eighty three and eighty five. That's another. Uh, that's another like subgenre of these um, these futuristic movies like Death Race, Death Race two thousand. Like the whole like everything is crazy and there are people running around all twisted metal style, blowing the shit out of each other. Yeah, <laughs> in these right. crazy souped up vehicles. Blood. It was the return of blood sport. Um, right. A la the Running Man or uh, right or or the arcade classic Super Smash TV. Right. Right. Yeah, that was a, that was a that was a relatively common theme you saw in fiction of that era. I mean, it never, you know, it's always been a thing here and there, but there were a lot of examples of it then, you know, the mm-hmm. whole like futuristic blood sport like reality yeah. show like violence as entertainment kind of thing, right? Which you know, now we're, we're kind of learning, you know, it's, you know, it's manufactured drama is entertainment. If you look at most reality shows. Uh, right. Yeah. yeah. Which is the, the biggest misnomer. One of the biggest misnomers of all time. Reality. Television. Exactly. Right. So, okay. So interesting thing about this. I'll call that, which was shows based on reality. Right. Um, so interesting thing that, that uh, speaking of a, a specific prediction. Mm-hmm. Um, so in, um, in uh, running man, there is a scene where two of the, two of the girls are about to go into the, two women are about to go into the studio, mm-hmm. and they're trying to get something out of a vending machine, and they're right. still using coins. Mm. Now, granted, they're taking oh, you know, it's like twenty five dollars or some shit, but they're still using coins. <laughs> <laughs> it, well, I mean, hold on, it's like did I mean portable technology really wasn't a concept. Really. Vending machines still had like slots for dollars and stuff like i i that seems like kind of an odd choice that they'd be using coins right but you know they're you're they're still trying to you know get cash you know when they're you know because now in the 20 you know in you know, even the mid 2010s and the early 2000s you could put a card in one of those fuckers mm-hmm. yeah well uh, cards weren't correct me if i'm wrong but cards weren't particularly huge in in, in the 80s yeah um no they weren't uh let's see here debit cards because i remember a a whole series of um of uh um of commercials about ntm um and basically somebody is mis mis uh mis saying uh atm and let's see here first cards trying to remember because credit cards were still a thing but the the uh the um the magnetic strips were not a yeah because i mean credit card the concept of 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 credit like goes back a long ass time Mm -hmm. someone being Uh, like yeah uh, i know you're good for it you know a la the store tab mm -hmm. yeah it's i think the mid 90s is where they first started coming in um you mean like the readers on vending machines well actually even uh magnetic strips uh we started seeing more of those i think in 90s um a second because i was looking at um electronic purse um since the mid 90s in europe which means we're you know we're catching up to it uh, about a year later um a year see here electronic purse yeah um so yeah i mean debit cards weren't you know it debit cards were not a big thing because i remember being in i remember in the 80s um having to pay for most things by check yep 
Um, there are probably spe- sections of our audience that have never had to write a check. Right? Lord. Um, I'll be honest, I'm falling asleep just talking about this. We should move on to what we're actually talking about. So, I mean, yeah, okay, that's fair. That, that, that got wrong. Uh, so another one I, I, I want to bring up, Damnation Alley. Because um, that one posited a nuclear war. Um, but the other thing about uh, Damnation Alley that I, I find, you know, aside from, you know, because um, that was another one from Philip K. Dick, uh, set in, 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 you know, Undetermined Future. But the movie starred a young, uh, the terror, Jackie Earl Haley. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that one got, you know, the nuclear war, you know, thing wrong. Um, but then, see, what else did we cover uh, on there? Well, yeah, we talked about um, Escape from New York and then Escape yeah. from L.A. and Which were both set in the, what? The, well, Escape the... from New York was uh, like 97. Escape from L.A. is like 2013. Um, That's later on. Right. Let's now, see. the thing about the, that, um, it, the, the main conceit Escape of it. Escape from New York actually that... set in the in in the in yeah in 88 you're right the main conceit of it was that like crime just rose astronomically just hundreds of percent just through the roof mm-hmm. and actually in if you look at the years from um when they made escape from new york to when it supposedly take place uh 97 like crime went down consistently at least in the united states because <laughs> um, that's you know that's the that's where it takes place anyway you know like yeah. the, the it, weird it got so bad that they all just that. threw all the all the people in new york and walled it off it's it's <clears> right it's the if you've played if you played batman arkham city yes it's um, the arkham city of its day <laughs> right, right which by the way i'm thinking of streaming on my twitch channel at some point here soon because mm-hmm. those are fun games and right. i need something else to stream other than path of exile all the time mm-hmm. um Oh, okay. So yeah, go on. I just remember something. Mike. Oh, uh, Escape from I New mean, York. Didn't really so we got Snake Plissken. Um, I mean, Escape. Another thing they they got wrong was <clears throat> they uh, a lot of the like authoritarian stuff. It was all they were um, they were making it like in the context of like, oh, we are these really religious types that are like really socially conservative and stuff and like we are like we, we are we are in charge of things and we are doing this stuff and just kind of playing god with our society and it's like nah that nah bro that's not <laughs> it went the exact opposite way like people are people are a lot less religious than they used to be there's a lot less uh um religious influence uh and in, uh, in national politics and in America than they used to be like went the exact opposite direction. Yeah. You're pretty much, you pretty much end up with, uh, with two, um, with with two forms of, of of authoritarianism in these dystopic futures. Either you've got, uh, either you've got, uh, the, the, uh, the church militant as you like, kind of like what you're saying, or, You've got the uh, the cyberpunkian um, the corporate mega corporate jack yeah the corporate yeah, jackboots right. yeah those are the two typical flavors right speaking right. of cyberpunk 2020 right indeed I mean I know I I wouldn't shut up a few months ago about cyberpunk 2077 which was by the way still a very good game and is getting better although I haven't replayed it since the most recent batches um but that was set after the uh, like cyberpunk 2020 cyberpunk 2020 was was the uh, was the tabletop game and like is actual is history to cyberpunk 2077 but uh you know it's right there in the name um another big thing that uh that kept happening in in so many uh in in so many uh predictions was world war Mm three right um i i'm i i am reminded of uh um akira 
which uh, is set in, uh, let's see, when was Akira set? Akira was set in 2019, which is post-World War III, um, mm -hmm. Neo-Tokyo. Of course, World War III was a, was a nuclear world war um, mm -hmm. in like every... Um, in in pretty much every uh, in pretty much every um, incarnation, World War Three is nuclear. Well, which, see, uh, it's a convenient plot device. Yeah. Nice and nuclear. So of course it is. Um, so you know we get a lot of we, we get a lot of uh, get a lot of things that set, that are set in World War Three, which are you know, mm -hmm. um, or or I should say post World War Three, which is also why you get so much crap like. Um, I think the reason it's always raining in Blade Runner is because it's like pseudo nuclear winter, right? Right. Um, Blade Runner is also uh, at this point in the past, twenty nineteen. Yeah. Yep. Right. That was so, very much uh, like a megacorp kind of deal, and of course yeah, the, well, you have the it, whole cyborg slave labor replicant it, it, well, slave was, labor thing going on. It was very it, Blade Runner and do cyborg and do Android's dream of electric sheep. Uh, how you feel, Dick? Um, it it was a very was you know it was a very it, it was it was cyberpunk uh, which was a which was a a prevailing um, sort of um, media zeitgeist at the time. Neuromancer yeah. came out around the same time. Snow Crash came out in uh, uh, when did Snow Crash come out? Came, come out. Um, Snow Crash actually came out in ninety two, so it was kind of it was it was a little bit after all of this. But like Johnny Mnemonic was uh, w was what. When did that come 2021, out? Uh, or oh, when did it come out? Yeah. Uh, let's see here. I want to say mid nineties, ninety five, or something like that. Yeah, it was a very early. Uh... Uh, Johnny Mnemonic's ninety five. You're right. Um, it's a little bit farther farther forward in the future, but still, like the sort of the the sort of cyberpunk aesthetic is starting to come into uh, into being in the mid eighties, and so that's why you get a lot of. Um, you get a whole lot of uh, da, 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 cyberpunk. Um, well, megacorps. Yeah. Megacorp, yeah. You get a lot megacorps of megacorps. Because um, the, the cyberpunk manifesto, which is out there, is um, is you know is is specifically addresses uh, corporations uh, gaining larger and undue power. Right. Hang on, just a second here, because there was a um, second. There was another thing that was set that had the uh, megacorp type thing. Um, and it was by oh, um, by a, a science fiction author, and suddenly I can't remember his name. Uh, called Savaha, and um, um, um yeah, because <laughs> it was it was a very good uh, and it and it and it depicted um, you know, it depicted a basically a world where um, uh, where Japan you know Japanese um megacorps were basically running the U.S. And that's the thing is about that time is the that one of the other big things is the the you know the Asian invasion. Yes, uh, that's true. It's why the you know it's, it's why you got all the people. Uh, it's why it's why like a, you got a bunch of uh, I think it's Chinese characters in uh, Blade Runner. Like mm -hmm. not not and when I say characters, like the the writing, right. even though it's set in like Los Angeles. Yeah, the the font. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> kind of like uh kind of like with firefly yeah you have the whole like Chinese because... combination that was like a like west and east major civilizations merged mm -hmm. yeah before they went all interplanetary i'm trying to say because it, it the thing i i liked about savaha was that it, it had a strong native american and it um into the the um the what's the word i'm looking for come on guys ben is old uh <laughs> Okay, and it's it's not uh, it's not future past because it's 2094. Uh, okay. Well, we, we we got time. Um, right, we got time. Like, for we that we ran out of time for uh, for Blade Runner. It was a lot of in it was interesting watching uh, watching um, social media because Blade Runner's like in I want to say in like 
what it's in it's in like November of 2020. Yeah, I think um, so. Or, or 20, yeah, it, it, and it was really interesting because they're like, it's like, okay, guys, well, we got to start dressing like, right, like this, we, right? We gotta start, got to start dressing <laughs> in in uh, in in uh, pleather and and garbage bags starting next week. So, <laughs> right. Well, I mean, no, look at the more. Back to the Future stuff. I mean, that was yeah. like 2015. I, that was 2015. Yeah. I have to go back and watch the movie again, but I imagine there's some pretty goofy shit you could point out. Yeah. Oh God, hoverboards. The you know the the jackets. Now I we still did my hoverboard. Right. We did have the 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 uh, the the inflatable sneakers by then, though. Mm-hmm. Well, and and uh, and actually, in 2015, Nike released uh, the self the. Uh, like they, they they figured out how to do the self lacing sneakers and the jacket I think because right. hey it's 2015 why don't we do this I mean it, it's not hard yeah I mean some of the stuff <laughs> is like things that like are a thing they're just not like widely a thing they're just yeah, not a cost right. effective or interesting thing yeah no it was done as a novelty no one, no one's going yeah. to buy the four hundred dollars self lacing sneakers right so still want my hoverboard yeah I want my hoverboard too. Best we can do now is those little, those little segues. Uh, so, so 2001 Space Odyssey got it completely wrong. We were not flying to the moon on on space planes. No, <laughs> um, but and... you know we did get monoliths last year. We did, we did. Ben, can you move uh, the mic a little bit farther away from your mouth? You're you're booming yeah. a little bit. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we got cameras to... now, so we can see each other. Well, me and we can Ben, see what, I can't yeah, see my see what what we're doing wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so so do it the other way. All right. So um, Cowboy Bebop was uh, assuming uh, the first Astral Gate in 2021. My favorite anime. Well, second favorite mm-hmm. anime. Yeah. Uh, Maybe third. Like, here's the thing. There are a few anime that I really like. That, that Cowboy Bebop is absolutely my favorite action anime. I can say that much. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I've done an episode of my favorite anime. I've listened to the episode if you want my full opinion. So uh, we, we mentioned Crisis <laughs> happening in 2020. Mm-hmm. Yep. That, you know, North Korean forces uh, never uh, took control of the Lingshan Islands. Can you, I, That was 2007 when that happened. Can you imagine, like, somebody told me at the time, like, oh, no, Mike, that's not going to happen. But Donald Trump is going to become the president and he's totally going to, like, bro it up with uh, the, you know, Kim Kim Jong Il's son, who's yeah. uh, in charge at the time, I bet get the fuck out of here. Right. <laughs> That's never going to happen. <laughs> oh, and by the way, the Boston Red Sox win the World Series. Like, <laughs> no, right. get the fuck out of here. Well, I keep I keep taking myself back even to the to the recent future, like when I was in college, and being like, so there's this thing that's starting out called like Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably not going anywhere, but if you want like a hundred of them, you can get it for like, you can get that for like 10 cents. Right. So also things that we did not see in 2020, um, was it, um, iRobot, uh, US, USR robotics company did not, was not founded last year. Right. Although, you know, we have, we're, we're starting to see similar things happening as far this as the like, robotics there is, AI there, there is a, uh, there is a company called iRobot. Right. Um, um oh oh uh, you know in 2013 uh kaiju did not start showing up pacific rim utterly yeah. failed us yes which the actual events take place in 2020 yeah. so right they don't have giant and, robots I mean, fighting them although there is a there is a gundam robot that is actually a thing yes yeah. in japan. gundam robot in japan yeah i saw the old one that that could only that could only wave and uh and move its head when i was in japan i also saw uh, the thousand sunny was under construction from One Piece, but right. it was still under construction. So, but you could see it in the bay. It was kind of cool. So, um, also, uh, we did not send a mission to Mars. 
2020. And and I'm sorry to everybody who had dragons from Reign of Fire on their 2020 apocalypse bingo. Uh, <laughs> I so damn disappointed. So, but yeah, we did not send Gary Sinise to to Mars uh, or Tim Robbins. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what else? Happened? Oh, also, uh, in the year 2020, um, all all boxing is not done by robots, as Real Steel would posit. Right. And all baseball yeah. is not played by robots, as uh, Super Baseball 2020 posits. Mm-hmm. And wasn't Sequest supposed to happen at some point? That was 2018. Yeah, 2018. We, did, we did not colonize the uh, ocean floor. That did not happen. Right. Um, and then uh, we can't reliably communicate with dolphins either. Right. Really? I, I, okay. Well. Well, not not in the way that they. It's not like we can have a deep conversation like they portray it on the show. This right. isn't like Coco sign language kind of shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like. And it's a shame that you haven't that you haven't worked out how to do that yet, Mike. Right. Yeah. Train those now, telepathic powers. Right. Now, as per Terrahawks, uh, an alien force did not destroy NASA's Mars base and threaten Earth. Of course they did. I mean, that, that, that was, uh, it's just that NASA wouldn't tell you about it because they were also covering up how the Earth is flat. Right. Oh, we talked about World War III. I, that reminds me, um, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. We did not have World War III with the Russians. Right. That was a whole thing in a few of those games. What was, the, right. uh, what was the game that had North and South Korea unifying and then uh, it was Homefront? When was that supposed to happen? I don't know. I don't know. But you know what really disappoints me? Jeff Tracy has not founded and operating International Rescue with his sons. Yeah, that's a real shame. Because the Thunderbirds is just Thunderbirds not happening. Yeah, you know. Um, What's really sad is I knew what you were talking about without having to look it up. <laughs> And of course, exactly what you're like. He's he's referencing Thunderbirds right now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, international rescue, you know, is is that that was the tip off more. Like I don't know, (laughs) Jeff Crazy. Oh, international rescue, (laughs) Thunderbirds. That were also not all marionettes. Uh, (laughs) They weren't marionettes. They were animatronic. Uh, So marionettes. They were marionettes. I guess so. Yeah. So, uh, oh, where's the other one? Uh, oh, yeah. Um, terrorist like Romanian Pulse did not wipe out, you know, uh, modern civilization. So, uh, Jessica, was it Jessica Alba uh, didn't run around with cat DNA in Seattle? I think it was Jessica Alba. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was, you're talking about Dark Angel. That was Jessica <laughs> yes. Alba. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, vampires didn't become the dominant species in 2019. So, Daybreakers. Daybreakers right. right. Well, I'll uh, take that one. Daybreakers is kind of a downer. Uh, right. <laughs> Now, this one is kind of, I don't know if this one's happening or not, but human clones are not kept alive and on standby for organ harvesting, a la the island. Okay, um, brief. Uh, as far as we know. Brief, that, yeah, that's why I'm not. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um, brief uh, da, 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 side, um, brief, brief side tangent from the island. Um, there was a movie that MST3K did an episode on mm-hmm. called Parts, the Clonus Horror, which is exactly the same plot as the island huh. like they sued over copyright infringement wow um because it's exactly the same goddamn plot except instead of being on an island they're in uh they're in a mountain valley outside la mm-hmm. um but it's clones being raised to he- for healthiness for organ replacement right um and I remember watching it. It's like I I've seen this movie. But when I when I remember when watching the island, it's like I've seen this movie before. Right. Um, and it's because it was parts uh, the Clonus horror. Um, but um, 
DreamWorks had to set had, ended up uh, settling out of uh, out of court for an undisclosed seven figure sum, right? Because um, yeah, it was it was outright plagiarism. <laughs> oh, um, barbed wire. There was not a second American Civil War in 2017. Yeah. It's a shame because that means Pam Anderson can't run a bar and be a bounty hunter. Right. <laughs> now, this is a classic, and I don't know if it should have happened by now, but Fahrenheit 451 has not happened. Sure, when Fahrenheit 451 is supposed to have happened. Yeah, there's no there's no specific date on it. Uh, but it does talk about, you know, humongous wall-sized TVs. We're getting there. Well, I mean, if you count projectors, because then the the TV is the... Uh... So, interesting thing. Uh, uh, Fahrenheit 451 is set in 2049, so give it just a little bit. Okay, give it a little time. So, um, oh, okay, call back to the island, Ewan McGregor and uh, Scarlett Johansson. In? The island. Oh, right. An early, that's some, that's, yeah, man, <laughs> before she made it big, before he made it too. But let's see, what else has not happened yet? One of our long listing episodes. Um, right. Well, there's there's I Am Legend, which took place in 2012. So right. wasn't the, the entire human race almost being eradicated in a percentage of Omega Man zombie set? type. That's things. my question. Do what now? Uh, the Omega Man. Um, yeah, Omega Man. Uh, I want to say it takes supposed to take place in like the late 90s. And it, like the movie itself was made in the 70s. So yeah, we're missing a lot of mecha. Um, and yeah. a lot of people right, driving. Well, I, Load I in flying car. Yeah, like, like where's my flying car? We were supposed to have like yeah. a million different versions of it by now. Right. Um, <clears throat> of course, we're, uh, yeah, Sequest happened in 20... Um, oh, uh, Cherry 2000 happened. I don't know what that is. I don't know Cherry it's 2000. A, it's, a 1987, so, okay. uh, it's a 1987 uh, sci-fi film uh, starring a young Melody... Melanie, uh, <laughs> and basically post-apocalyptic wasteland with sex bots. Yeah, I, I do like the uh, I do like the Wikipedia short-form uh, thing. In 2017, the United States has fragmented into post-apocalyptic wasteland. Into post-apocalyptic wastelands there are also sex bots <laughs> well to be fair there are sex bots they're just not very advanced yet right yeah well, still haven't gotten out except, of in, except in japan like there is some there's some interesting things happening in the, in the japanese sex industry well compared to how they're portrayed in the why movie. i know that i don't i i, I don't honestly uh let's see so the U.S. is not limited families to only one child, a la Fortress. That, that uh, leads me to another question. When did, um, give me a second. <laughs> Kurt Vonnegut, so, when did Vonnegut set? Oh, no, we haven't gotten to 2081 and the twenty uh, the 211th, 212th, and 213th amendments of the Constitution, um, a la Harrison Bergeron. But we need to get on that. Because we've got like a few hundred amendments to go before we can get that, and we only got like sixty years left. Hey. Harrison Bergeron is a really interesting uh, uh, short story written by Kurt Vonnegut um, uh, that I remember reading in high school. It's about uh, essentially how it's okay to be exceptional um, and how um, yeah, limiting yourself um, to like bringing yourself down to to bring the average. Um, up is is not, is not good anyhow sorry right. saying equality of outcomes is not necessarily the desirable thing yep interesting gattaca um explores that kind of a theme as well i, I don't think there's really a date on gattaca though gattaca, uh, so i'd have to take your word so, for it gattaca is uh, that uh the the can there's a core conceit there where like you have um you have like your DNA tested and you're like assigned what your like career oh, and purpose yeah. in life is. I, I'm, it's Ethan starting Hawk to is in it. Yeah. So also 
um, duplicate clones, uh, a la the sixth day, is not possible nor illegal. So much clone duplication, like well, there's a lot of that. Dolly hadn't even happened yet in the '80s, right? And it was it was actually done in 2000 uh, and set in the near future. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> Dolly was a thing by then. Yeah. That was like I want to say ninety nine or maybe ninety eight. Yeah, but but she she wasn't a thing in the eighties yet, so cloning was still theoretical. Yet when we saw, so well, he was talking. He was talking about the sixth day. Okay, that was like two thousand. Yeah. Was what was then. the what was the Schwarzenegger movie with clones and memory transfers? That was sixth day. That was the sixth day. Okay. Yeah, that's. Um, I mean, Total so- Recall had like memory stuff, but there's no cloning in that. Right, and Total Recall. If that's also, what you're thinking of. No, Total Recall had happened in 2019 or 2094 or something like that. Yeah, that's that's way out there. Right. There's a lot of alien invasion stuff in these that have not come to pass. Uh, right. Duke Nukem 2007, uh, that took place in 2007, the original, uh, or I should say the Duke Nukem 3D. Uh, we don't have shrink rays either. Um, let's see. Right. Earth Defense Force 2017, we haven't been invaded by aliens, and there a lot of them are like giant bugs. Giant like, ants. Yeah, they're like silly... <laughs> Like, uh, they're like pulpy science fiction movies from like the 50s and shit. Like the 40s oh, Vince Force is such yeah. a great game. Now, we are not uh, pre The Postman either, which happened in 2000. So, uh, Kevin, uh, you know, uh, Kevin Costner did not uh, rebuild didn't, society uh, over, you know, over the course of three and a half hours. Over the house, yeah, okay. for three and a half hours, um, seven years ago. Uh, Edge of Tomorrow was another alien invasion thing that was that took place in 2020. <laughs> right well if you listen to the to the guy who th- there was some israeli ex israeli intelligence officer who claims that that aliens are real and have been in contact with us and there's some sort of secret uh thing if you'll recall that from the dumpster fire that was last year's uh insanity there's been a lot of ufo talk lately that matter um we haven't had environmental disasters causing the appearance of giant monsters and superhumans, um, and you know Godzilla. Godzilla: got? Final Wars, which was such a good Gojira movie or Godzilla movie or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, Final Wars was I want to say the last was the era of that. Oh, now my brain is. Hmm. The problem with doing these so late at night is because um, we do these kind of late at night. Is that I I am definitely half unconscious by the time it's uh. If we're doing it right, well, I don't know about when the, the movie came out, but it took place in 2020. Mm-hmm. So, oh, okay. So, uh, just like 2000, did not. Uh... I am looking forward to next year. Um, I'm going to be uh, tweeting and putting on Facebook a lot. Uh, I'm going to try and start a hashtag of uh, mm-hmm. of. Um, I'm, I'm still trying to work out exactly what it's going to be, but it's something about 10 years after the end of the world 2012 mm. and i'm going to talk about all of the various um apocalypses that happened and and reminisce over them mm-hmm. it's going to be fun like so oh. did anybody, everybody else did anybody else have six foot tall fire breathing death chickens or was that just the midwest I, uh, but you know what did what we did not have is a scientific experiment creating rift in time that unleashes dinosaurs into the modern era a la dino crisis oh <laughs> yeah place in oh, 2009 yes uh yeah that was like and 10 uh, years prior when that came out and it didn't turn out that we had a bunch of night of nazis hiding on the moon a la iron sky right <laughs> i was looking forward to punching oh there's the uh there's the metal gear solid franchise that has got a lot of fucking crazy shit throughout the throughout the, like the aughts and beyond Metal gear solid has has a timeline that's more complicated than something i never i never got into that franchise and like as i see it unfold i keep 
I keep like I keep feeling great grateful that I never got invested because it just seems like a hot mess. Right. The Metal Gear Solid timeline is fucked up. <laughs> oh, oh. So it takes place anywhere from two th- from like it, it's it's uh it it goes back to like 1964 and up to yeah the no it goes it goes all it's all over the place it's yeah I mean it's the like, only one I've played yeah. which was uh which was uh five the Phantom Pain is like set in the 70s um yeah they're skipping all around all over the place mm-hmm. right doesn't help that they that that they were released in a different order than they were um <clears throat> right that then well, they took and, place in chronologically and you have some characters that are like present for some of it some present for all of it and a lot of weird shit about There's also like, questions about clones and clones memory and doubling. aging and memory shit and mecha and just yeah it's, it's like somebody just had some stream of consciousness and just like shat it onto a franchise well, i mean if you look very at, incoherent uh, if you look at death stranding it was pretty much hideo kojima has an interesting imagination and they're a vampire there's a vampire for some reason i yeah, it's really weird it's an Metal interesting it's, it's an interesting thing to look into also, you know, floating psychic guy from one. I, I will say this. Um, Metal Gear Solid uh, definitely wins an award for like one of the biggest bait and switches of all time, which is Metal Gear Solid 2. It's like, oh, all right, so you're playing Metal Gear Solid 2 and you play like a mission of the game. And it's like, oh, hey, now you're this character that you don't know and nobody gives a shit about for most of the game. Yep, everyone's like, the, what? Uh, Raiden. You do the opening bit on the tanker is Snake and then everything else is Raiden. Like this little wimpy like VR trained fresh faced kid instead of this total badass that you bought the game for, but I digress. <laughs> so one, one I want to highlight, uh, it's a Canadian one starring P- Peter Weller called Odyssey five. Uh, it, it was basically season, uh, created by Manny Cotto, um, and involves time travel, artificial intelligences, neurotech, nanotechnology, um, really interesting premise. Um, and, uh, it was, it took place in uh, two. Hang on a second. Like 2007, but they were sent back in time to 2002. So the Earth has not been destroyed by sentient AI. Um, so, anyways, um, we have been talking about all the things that that uh, that speculative fiction got wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got about about a while. When did we start the? We got about a half hour left. We got about a half hour left. I think it would be good to pivot to things that speculative fi- fiction either got right or helped to create. You got um, close on. Yeah. Right. This has been a little bit more of a listy episode and less of a, of a comedic episode, but uh, sometimes comedic, those are good. Comedy, even a list. He's true. Uh, <clears throat> he's, um, he's so what did they get right? Um, I will go back to a book that everybody should have read that, honestly, I haven't even fully read, but, uh, but you should. Uh, Snow Crash. Uh, Neil Stevenson's book uh, got the internet like it was one of the first things that really that really uh, kind of posited uh, uh, a global network of com- of of, uh, of computers and people going there for stuff. Right. Um, well, I think that cyberpunk, mm-hmm. you know, the cyber the cyberpunk uh, genre. Yeah, heavily influenced our version, our vision of the internet, the matrix, and the web. You know, mm-hmm. the interwebs. Neuromancer also was very was honestly probably a bit bigger on that. Right. That well, that that was the cyberpunk. You know, the kind of like birth of the cyber cyberpunk. Um, but then of course you have the things that Star Trek. It's like technology, uh, computer science, uh, uh, communications technology. You know, who remembers the flip phone? Uh, <laughs> but also, 
Um, in, in Star Trek, they have the warp drive, which creates a warp field, a warp bubble. The Alcuvier drive posits almost the same thing. Yep. Um, although it's, although you're surfing on a gravity, you know, basically on a wave of gravity, a heavy one in front of you and a, and a lighter pushing behind. And it, it managed to do what the warp bubble does and quite possibly, uh, undo the relativistic effect of time dilation. At least that's... Yeah, I- I can actually, like, oddly enough, as as you're describing that, I can kind of, because gravity uh, has an effect on, on the dilation of space. Right, exactly. Just as, just as velocity. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, maybe the two cancel each other out. Who knows? But, uh... I, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I'm reminded of a thing that I want to just, just want to bring up real quick. Um, 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 in, in regards to Cyberpunk 2077, the game, um someone came out and tweeted how this isn't real this isn't real cyberpunk this, you know it's not um you know it, it, it it's just kind of posing as it like talking about the the concept of cyberpunk and the aesthetic and william gibson uh tweeted at that person i don't know i feel like they got it pretty well spot on to which this person was like oh look at this look, look at mr duda with a with a uh <clears throat> with with a little verified uh, check mark on his next to his name, making it making people think that his uh, that his opinion matters more than other people, and it's like you do you realize you're talking to the guy who wrote Neuromancer and pretty much invented the cyberpunk aesthetic, right? right. <laughs> no doubt. It's like, no, it's not the right aesthetic. I don't know. I feel like they got it pretty right. Right. <laughs> I just created the whole thing you claim to be an authority on. <laughs> Yeah. Well, he, he he wasn't alone, but he definitely um he he got uh he 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 was definitely he's, he was uh, one of the uh, one of the proud papas of the entire movement in, in aesthetics. Right, he was one of the most influential too. So yeah. Um. So then, what else did he get right? I mean, Star Trek, you know, the data pad yeah. uh, indicator. Um. Although computers anymore. being stupid fast and being able to and being a repository of all knowledge and wisdom. Right, and quite possibly being able to think. Uh, what else? Do, what What else we got? I'm thinking sci-fi. Well, there have been uh, there have been various games and media that have uh, included railguns, which although they're still very large, are not just like something you can carry around like a rifle. Are actually a thing that is being yeah. you know developed and advanced as we speak. Right, hypersonic uh, dials. Uh, oh, um, yeah. I mean, a lot of it you see with like military technology, like. Uh, like the optical camo stuff, like we actually have vehicles that are using advanced, like reflective, like monitors and stuff to like make mm-hmm. things like tanks and APCs and whatnot actually look like its surroundings, like predator style. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, freaking laser beams. We have lasers. Uh, we have laser, um, you know, missile, uh, you know, uh, mm-hmm. defense. Well, we, we have, uh, yeah, like laser guided missiles. And honestly, we're getting close to the point where where you could actually weaponize actual goddamn lasers that's what i'm talking about they've actually weaponized lasers to the point that they can knock missiles out of the air if they can track them well look at drone technology i'm sure there's been a lot of that kind of stuff like little you know uh surveillance and military applications of little robots in the sky which has been a reality for many years now Mm -hmm. right um i just i don't have any like specifics off the top of my head aside from maybe like terminator which is a little disconcerting but uh you know that's that's been you know that's been a thing for a while Mm -hmm. right um uh seeing that in, in more like you know um like civilian context too with like little delivery drones and like little helper right. robot kind of things mm-hmm. you know um there's and just a I've ton of a, 
I've got a robot butler who cleans up after me. Right. A lot of like um, voice activated technology and stuff like that, you know, um, that, that's been hinted at in older media. That. Um, oh, the whole on? digital assistant thing, you know, that's becoming right. more advanced and ubiquitous, like Siri and Cortana and Google right. and all that. Mm-hmm. So interesting thing. Um, it reminds it's... me in uh, in Lego Batman, um, he talks to his pooter, which is a you know a talking computer. It's voiced by Siri, <laughs> which I found like really... the Batcave computer. Yeah, yeah, the Batcave computer, which is voice activated and and essentially an AI of itself, was voiced by Siri. <laughs> so I, we've also seen these things, um, and and I think reality TV maybe reality TV as I do air quotes uh, maybe it was a... based on reality, right? Um, basically, uh, it's, it's weird thing. It's the human zoos, you know, where it's like, oh, look at this, you know, look at this thing from the, from the past. Um, reality TV has kind of become us in a, in a, in a, in a, uh, uh, in a fishbowl. And it has, it is very similar to, uh, what was predicted in Fahrenheit 451, which with those, you know, with the dramas that, uh, you know, that people, uh, would, would enact, would act out, uh, cause the wall, the wall TVs, you would act out at your part of the drama. Uh, and actually I think about that, it gets more to now we're starting to do, um, um, oh goodness, we can't actually be there, but with video technology, video phones, I mean, what we're doing right now. Yeah you know on screen uh yeah video phones uh video video conference especially now um oh um artificial basically uh artificially grown food and wood mm-hmm. there is now organic uh like uh organic basically things that grow certain things uh you know including certain types of wood i'm totally down for lab grown meat right there's a, yeah there's a lot of genetic stuff that's for sure Absolutely, yeah. We and they, there have been, you know, some things cloned. Uh, one, a sh- few dogs. Um, you think a sheep? I think the sheep was the first. One. Um, yeah, uh, just just the fact that you you qualified that with I think was you know well, Dolly was at... super famous, man. I know, but uh, you know Ben is old. Uh, so uh, I mean, we have a sheep. I think a few dogs. Uh, you know, certain things like that. Uh, we're working on. Cl- I think are, isn't there um, things for cloning body parts? Um, Some, I don't think that's something that's something that is definitely being pursued because you know mm-hmm. organ transplants and things along those lines if, are tricky. If you could clone someone's heart, mm-hmm. a la you know the island, um, right? But you know, ethically, <clears throat> by not by just cloning a heart mm-hmm. um, without having to have the whole rest of the body dead. Mm-hmm. So. Um, like that—that's sort of the the holy grail right now of uh, of some of of, of uh, yeah medical technology because hey um, now mm-hmm. you don't have to worry about finding a suitable donor and things you just you just you just need right. to mm-hmm. keep the person li- alive long enough while the lab makes a new heart um, cloned so, blood is also something that that people are looking at because that would solve so many issues with you know. Every, every other day, there's a thing on the radio saying, we're experiencing a blood shortage in your area. Please donate soon. Which is a good idea, by the way, to donate blood if you can. Because right. it's incredibly important. Like, don't sell your plasma. Donate your blood to local to local community blood centers or the Red Cross. So another thing, Neil, you and I... Assumed by vampires. Uh, Neil, you and I could benefit from LASIK surgery. Corrective surgery for eye. Actually, I'm a very good candidate for LASIK, and I'm never going to get it. 
but it is something that can be done. Oh, you yeah. know, I just got my eyes. Um, yep. Somebody shined a laser in my eyes and now I can see without my glasses. Right. Yeah. That's kind of a twofer. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, there's, there's lots of medical stuff. A lot of it, a lot of it's on the medical. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah. Um, now we still can't talk uh, to dolphins. I'm pretty sure I can I just have a psychic link with dolphins, but I've never been near enough to a dolphin to test this theory. So right. I'm very confident in my ability to talk to my personal ability to talk to dolphins. Oh, I can talk to dolphins. I just have a shitty accent. They can't understand a word I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) Schrodinger's dolphin. They can both understand you and not understand you until you actually come into that proximity to find out. Right. So, um, but yeah, I mean, we're getting into whole realms of quantum and that's things that, uh, that science fiction is going, huh? (laughs) But alternate dimensions. There's that old adage of, uh, of, uh, any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic. Right. Um, whereas quantum physics is just magic. Right. Um, yeah. Also, I, I do really like the um, the the turning of, of of on its head that the Foglios did in Girl Genius. By the way, if you don't know who Phil Foglio is, you, you turn in your geek card. He's he's a he's a name, especially in the in the geek art community, that's been around forever since Dragon Magazine. <laughs> yes. Um, they, they, they do a webcomic called Girl Genius, which I highly recommend. It can be another signal boost. Why not? Uh, in one of their off one, one shots, uh, they, they talked about, uh, someone doing magic and the main character said, says one of my favorite quotes from that, which is any sufficiently analyzed magic is indistinguishable from science. From technology. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I think we've, we've covered a lot of things that, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. We don't, we don't know yet if time travel is going to happen. <clears throat> It is it is easier to point to specific things uh, when it comes to examples of things that they got wrong as opposed to yeah. things that they got right. Yeah. Right. Well, they're like that, that's why we wanted to go back to, you know, um, you know, we got uh, we we got uh, you know, we got tricorders. We have mm-hmm. tricorders. Um, right? My little ba- little baby cell phone is such a tricorder. Yeah, it can't like scan the environment unless you have the correct add-on. Like there are you, you there are things you can plug into a phone that can do things like thermal imaging and Geiger counting and stuff along those lines that are that just plug into the headphone <clears throat> no, jack you have on advanced, your phone. Uh, advanced cameras and video and QR mm-hmm. codes and stuff. So yeah, right. So <clears throat> um, self-driving cars. We're getting close. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, um, and then earbuds. Yeah, we got which uh, anyone who's watched enough Doctor Who knows that could, that can't end well, right? Uh, but earbuds were predicted in Fahrenheit 451. You know, I never actually read Fahrenheit 451, so I'd have to take your word for it. Um, One of those pieces but... of classic literature that I kind of skipped. Right. I think uh, I said I read it in college. Right. But I <laughs> so... said I read a lot of books in college. Right. So video calling, Skype, that type of thing was actually predicted 2000 based on, uh, which was yeah. like 1968 or 67. Yeah. So, um, pretty sure that movie was late sixties. Uh, 2001 it was uh 2001 space odyssey was 1968 okay yeah so have, there was uh, in fact a book first um well sure too so um, uh the smart home like we were talking oh, about that was yeah. that was effectively uh predicted in 1977 uh terminator predicted dry uh military drones yeah 1984 predicted the surveillance state, and we really kind of are living right. Well, they didn't, Although Orwellian didn't predict how much of it they didn't didn't predict how much of it would be voluntary. This is oh. true. Although Orwellian gets thrown away thrown around a lot when it's not really applicable. Right. 
Well, of course, there's a lot of aspects to it, not just the surveillance aspect. Yeah. There's aspects like the two minutes hate and new speak and all that stuff. You know, there's there's a lot of things. There's a lot of ingredients in that stew. It's true. Right. So solar power was actually uh, predicted in 1911. Hopefully becoming more and more prevalent. Right. Uh, mechanical hands, what we call Waldos, came from Highland's uh, 1942 uh, story about Waldo Jones. Yep. Hmm? Familiar with Waldos as, like, what? That's what? <laughs> Basically robot hands. Um, so Waldo mechanical arm. What the hell? Oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. See? Interesting. Now, bionic limbs. Uh came from we can rebuild it partially as as that because they're mounted on walls right actually no uh because waldo f jones um basically yeah highline got a lot of stuff uh right right? yeah he did he also got a lot of stuff real wrong um (laughs) well there is the whole spaghetti at the wall thing you're gonna have a lot of people that like write things or make movies or whatever that just predict a bunch of crazy shit and then of course a few of them come true with enough time so yeah, and but basically cyber uh, or you know uh, prosthetic limbs, basically bionic, uh, were predicted in '72 by uh, basically the same same novel that created uh, Six Million Dollar Man called Cyborg. Mm. So I think we've kind of covered a lot of the things that we you know we caught. Mom and Clark, the three masters, the three grandmasters of science fiction. Right. Also, so that stuff was... tends to be later years, though. Yeah. Okay, so eerily accurate prediction. Dark Man, guess what it, uh, in 1990, guess what it predicted? What's that? The 3D printer. Oh, okay. Oh, nice. He used that for his disguise? Yes. Oh, shit. That, I need to rewatch that movie, man. It's been a while. Right. Um, That's funny. So, okay, so Minority Report. Freakishly wrong, you know, psychics predicting future crimes. Freakishly right, personalized advertising. Oh, yes. Yep. Very true. Very true. And once again, it's another dick story. Right? <laughs> so, uh, it's waving that dick around everywhere. So, Lawnmower Man v- predicted virtual reality. It's very wrong at the same time. <laughs> exactly. Um, man, Philip Dick didn't live, he, he only lived to 53. Huh. Right? Sorry. Uh, trying to see eerily accurate things. Um, so, sci fi also, uh, eerily accurate eerily predicted world war ii uh in the mid 30s elaborate basically uh um <clears throat> uh things to come uh which was set in the uh which was uh predicts a second world war uh in in uh it, things to come was printed in 1936 and it predicted a second world war um that of course at that time it predicted it would destroy humanity but um yeah. I always thought of Wells that was as being H-G-Y. farther back in the past. Yeah, but it was what Wells wrote in, in 1933, or set it in 1933. Or what Wells novel from 1933. Yeah, uh, it was released in 1933. It uh, was set in, in 1936. I'm looking at it here. Right. I didn't realize that H.G. Wells was... I always th- think of him as being mid-1800s, not early 1900s. Right? I mean, it's so weird that... Although, uh, honestly... Um, Anyone who looked at the what was it the Treaty of Versailles? Mm-hmm. Yeah, really. World War One was just was mostly about deciding who who was going to be on whose team for World War Two. Right. Like, ad- admittedly, that is very much the from the benefit of of hindsight. But uh... right. so <clears throat> credit cards were actually uh, were actually predicted seven. Uh, 
uh, by uh, Edward Bellamy in a novel called Looking Backward. Huxley predicted uh, genetic engineering in Brave New World. Um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy predict uh, e-books. Really kind uh, of. Really, the Hitchhiker's Guide was a lot more like uh, Wikipedia. It was really much right. more a tablet. Well, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy he predicted a tablet hybrid. Mm -hmm. uh, and the Clark yeah. predicted smartwatch or wristwatch telephones, although we also see those in Dick Tracy. <laughs> yeah, Dick Tracy. That's, a, that's right. funny. Huh. It's always so, weird when you have one of those things where it's like, it sticks out like a sore thumb. Like with Dick Tracy, it's like everything is very much of the era where it's like you've got, you've got like fedoras and time hats and uh, Tommy guns and stuff. And then it's like, oh, hey, I'm just going to uh, check my futuristic wristwatch here. Right. So Twain uh, actually predicted the Internet. Uh, he called it the telectroscope. Uh, it's a basic dial-up connection, allowing people to connect to a worldwide network of phone lines, letting them see and hear information from all over the globe. The telectroscope. I like it. <laughs> right? I wonder if the noise was just as annoying. Right? So, oh, God. So, from the mother of sci-fi, Mary Shelley, guess what she predicted? Cloning? Transplant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Organ transplants, that's fair. Yeah. I always, I, I, I think that it's that it's a shame that that not enough people recognize that the that the genre of science fiction was in fact invented by a woman. Right. <clears throat> so it oh, really like fair, is that Frankenstein really, a, really is like the first speculative. Is it really, fiction a, is it really a prediction or is it just fiction? Like, well, things that it brought, the things that she that they wrote about. I mean, these are not things that in the future this will happen, but these are concepts right. that it introduced before they were actually. Yeah, I guess that's a fine yeah. line because in most cases, yeah, it's, it's just going to be yeah. out there. Yeah. yeah, like, is it? Is it? Oh, in the future? Yeah, right. I'm just about to repeat what Ben said because I'm asleep. Um, See, here's another thing that Minority uh, got kind of close, um, only kept it with the eyes, but facial. That's true. Because, you know, everything faces eyes. You went mm -hmm. with facial recognition, same thing. Mm -hmm. We're not now, to too be fair, far I don't think that was part uh... of, uh, mm -hmm. I don't think that the, uh, that the eye scanning uh, ad personalized advertisements were part of, uh, of book? Dick's book. I think they were part of uh, the movie because um, a lot of the movie, uh, like it, they, they employed the, uh, the predictions of a number of futurists um, be like, so what do you think is going to happen? It's like, well, personalized advertisements based off of some uh, off of something that recognizes you. Um, I feel like those kinds of predictions are always very safe predictions. It's like anything that's like, hey, um, what's what's a potential like you know invasion in your privacy or a way someone can exploit you it's like if you predict something like that's probably going to happen a way someone can sell to you better whatever the case may be yeah uh, uh see here sorry i i my, I, my brain is kind of checked out i think we kind of all are do you have something more ben you sounded like you were about to say something and then i interrupted you with oh no i was looking me up, trying to reset my brain i was looking up um the uh you know the thing about minority report to see if there was anything uh anything that you know kind of covered what dick predicted in the movie right. well we're down to two yeah. minutes anyway so yeah i think we should probably pretty much final thoughts we're, time we're, we're starting to right first my brain is definitely on the cusp of what <laughs> all uh, right <clears throat> I hear that. So sleep in tomorrow, though it's gonna be nice. I hope it's I'm, take, I'm taking a vacation. Oh. So normally I wouldn't be able to, but I'm. Nobody takes vacation in February, but uh, I like to take some time around my birthday, so I'm doing that. <laughs> so final thought. Um, I, one thing I look at this, you know, mm -hmm. science fiction. I don't know. You know, I, I think we kind of we kind of hit on something. The science fiction. I think it's yes. a bit of both, and I think there is something to be that that, that, that there's something to be taken away here um, as well. 
for all you creatives out there, which is don't stop creating or predicting the future because you never know, like, if you're, oh, yes, in the future, we will have jetpacks that are powered by non-fat dairy. Um, some scientists might be struck with an idea from what you said, although probably not those specific words. Um, and, but who knows? Maybe somebody will work out that dairy that's been, uh, that's been, that's been defatted is somehow some sort of like magical fuel catalyst. I don't know. But, uh, don't be afraid to get it wrong because one, it'll still be very interesting. Uh, it, it'll be good it'll it'll be worth experiencing like i don't think we listed anything that that isn't at the very least enjoyable to experience like did we list anything that that any books or movies or games that we would not want to play that we would not recommend watching reading or playing that maybe fahrenheit 451 because it's kind of a drag or 1984 which is because it's kind of a drag although it's also like philosophically important yeah, I mean, for the most part, all the, I mean, you know, uh, there's some obvious examples that are, you know, cheesy or uh, not good, like mm-hmm. barbed wire, for example. Um, but it's, yeah, you could probably skip barbed wire, actually. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know, that that uh, barbed wire, um, it's kind of a tangential thing in a way that it's, like, futuristic, you know, but regardless. Yeah, most of the stuff, um, I mean, it, inherently it tends to be, and of course, the the island sucked, and um, you know a lot of that cheesy stuff that they're making fun of in MST3K. But of course, you know, that's already a pre-selected list of terrible movies. Yeah. Uh, I would say that more often than not, um, that kind of stuff, uh, visions of the future and sci-fi, like imaginative things in general, tend to be more interesting and or entertaining than yeah. not. I mean, there's always going to yeah. be examples of schlock, but I mean, yeah. on average, I'd say it's going to be more interesting than not. Be imaginative because the worst you're going to be in being imaginative is entertaining. And the most you could be, and the most that you could be is a visionary. Well, if you look, you go back to older, um, <clears throat> older media and stuff, um, just older culture in general. I mean, there are all kinds of things that we take for granted today, like the internet and yeah. having been to the moon and computers yep. and cell phones and uh, cars and all sorts of shit, which, you know, things that were, were unthinkable back in the day. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's like um, even the things that are, uh, it can be very important, but aren't as like flashy as those concepts. Like you're talking about when like, you know, um, genetically growing food and stuff like that, where you can, you know, can help end a lot of starvation and stuff like that those things uh, many of those things were unthinkable at the time yeah. and now we just accept them readily so it's like you know no matter how out there something seems you know it's only it's only out there in the context of how we're thinking at this point in time mm-hmm. <sighs> um yeah so don't be afraid to dream really is, is all is, is i think is is good something you could take away from this because you could you could predict the future and make it awesome, or you could make something we, that 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 people that that are that uh, that 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 someone in our position a hundred years from now could be talking about on their uh, on on their thought cast. Where also, they just the other it thing directly too into everyone's head is that it's not like you know one person has to um, come up with like the entire whatever the invention or entity or concept whatever it is. Like it's not like it's always just one person has an idea and then the thing happens. Like you never know what part of the puzzle, what part of the equation you're responsible for putting yeah, forth. Like people come forth with all sorts of ideas like, oh, this is a more efficient way to like make this thing or 
transport this thing or replicate this thing or this is an interesting method of like you know i don't know photography or computing or whatever like you may have some thing that doesn't seem like it has a broader piece uh, a broader application but then when people bring together all these things to become a completely new thing that's incredible you know mm-hmm. like in some of those concepts we've talking about uh yeah. like uh, vehicles or the internet or whatever think of all the various ideas and individual parts and things that came together to make something bigger. So you never know when it comes uh, to that stuff that it can become part of a bigger whole that's revolutionary. Be bigger and better. So future is, yeah, the future is unwritten. Mm-hmm. And the future remains to be written, I think is the more poetic way to say it, although right. other people have also said it. Right. Well, I'm thinking of the closing judgment day. Is that the third one or the second one? That's the second, second one. That's the the one that was actually good. It's yeah. the one where the franchise ended, as far as I'm concerned. Right. Although to be fair, Sarah Connor Chronicle, Sarah Connor Chronicles was actually really good, but that was a TV show. That's all I got. This has been Neil and the one true Ben and Mike. And uh, we'll talk to you next time on Geek Anthology. See if I can get Craig to leave now. This podcast is a production of Working Theory Productions. It is brought to you by a letter and a number. Opening theme is Ultra Mega Hyperstorm, and ending theme is March of the Mind, both by Kevin McLeod. If there was interstitial music in this episode, it'll be listed in the doobly-doo. If you enjoyed this podcast or know someone who would, please consider sharing it in your social media, sending us an email, or leaving us a comment. If you're listening on iTunes, please rate us. If you're listening on Spotify, please follow us, etc., etc. Anything that you can do to help boost the signal and work the algorithm to make us more discoverable is appreciated. If you really enjoy this podcast, please consider supporting us, either by making a one-time donation on our website or a reoccurring one on Patreon at patreon.com slash workintheory. A final thought. This outro is recorded in advance, and you may never hear it. It kind of depends on whether Neil has time to record a regular outro for an episode or if something gets in the way. <laughs>